one into the best damn thing that ever happened to you. Easier said than done. We seem to be coming to a bit of a crossroads and it happens when the financial situation in our country goes a little awry and the dust settles and the smoke clears and you take stock of what's happened. And that's the pandemic. In the wake of that, millions, and I'm talking tens of millions of people left the workforce between October and February of 2021 and 2022. And they went to other jobs, many of them, some of them opened businesses. Some of them just took advantage of what they could. And now companies are taking a really good look at looming inflation, interest rates rising, and costs absolutely skyrocketing. Some businesses that have to import products don't have supply to meet demand. And so they're raising their prices at the customer level. Lots going on. And as a career coach over the past several years, I can honestly say though, that there's nobody I've worked with who eventually doesn't get a job and end up in a very good place. And that's hard to see. You've just been laid off and that's okay. I also want to give you permission to just feel what's going on and to complain and to say some really nasty things. You're frustrated, don't leave it inside. That's not a healthy place for it to be. And that takes some time to unpack. The jobs report, here's the good news, is still holding tight for the time being, but it is predicted that as interest rates keep rising and cost of living increases, companies are gonna start to lay off more. And a couple of very large employers who went through a hiring boom in 2021 are even starting to lay off this year because they were too optimistic. I don't want to minimize the shock and the devaluation, the feeling of being devalued, the feeling of why did I get let go and everybody else doesn't, or a fair amount of people who were under delivering get to stay and I don't. That's a very real feeling and people experience it in different waves. There's a period of mourning that goes on with losing a job. And I've experienced both sides of the equation. I'm suffering from survivor's guilt after being retained and watching well over a hundred of my friends go to another company. And we all love the company we were at. I've also suffered the anguish and fear associated with being laid off. Having said that, there's a great deal of opportunity that can be realized from a layoff situation. That if you have your ducks in a row, which I'm going to aim to help you with today, and you take the time to really and truly strategize your next move, you can use this time to your advantage and regroup, recalibrate, reimagine your career, and reemerge in ways that initially you never even considered. Promise you that. So let's explore the ways you can maximize this misfortune and turn some lemons into lemonade. I look at the waves of layoff blues as kind of like the launch of a space shuttle. T minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and then the thing takes off. T minus 1 is the day after you find out you've been laid off. And that's when you spend 24, 48 hours just sort of ruminating over what you've heard. And the best advice I can give you, even though I just told you not to ask for advice, I'm going to give it to you anyway, feel before you heal. 
Feel before you heal. Talk about it when you're ready, not initially. Of course, your loved ones are going to want to know and deserve to know. Family, spouses, I don't think you need to get your kids worried about it, but maybe you're that type of family. I can't tell you not to. But there's a lot of fear associated in your circle, in your tribe. And they want what's best for you. And they'll be apt to want to give you advice. It's to everybody, oh, you should get your resume going right away. And it starts to take this toll on you where you move into crisis mode. Feel it before it's time to heal. Because if you don't, you're going to end up bringing that baggage wherever it is you end up. You're going to make rash decisions into jobs that just don't make sense. And you won't be thinking clearly nor asking the right types of questions to uncover what you really want because you feel very pressured. People have bills to pay. I absolutely get it. People have aspirations that have now been toppled. There's a whole host of things that aggravate people when they've been laid off, especially if they didn't see it coming. But that T minus one, T minus two days after you've heard the initial news, just let it wash over you before you go into crisis mode. After a few days, if there's been some time where they say you are going to work through the 30th and it's the fifth and you've got those 25 days, that's great. Sometimes it's an immediate termination and you don't have that luxury. But if you do, ask for three things from your employer before you go. The first thing to ask for is a layoff letter. And a layoff letter simply differentiates that you were not fired for misconduct. You were not the only one. It was a downsizing effort or a right-sizing effort of whatever they want to call it. But it was a layoff and not a performance evaluation that led to your termination. Those are important. Oftentimes, Sometimes when you see an online application, you'll see an area to attach a resume, an area to attach a cover letter, perhaps an area to put other attachments. And some people will put written references and those are great. But another document that's very handy is this layoff letter to put there so that people are aware. There are some psychologists that deal with people who mourn the loss of a job. And many of them say there is a psychological component to some human resource professionals that when they see you've been part of a layoff, it puts you in an upper echelon of possible candidates. Ask for that layoff letter. The second thing is ask human resources, are there any type of rebuild benefits? Sometimes there are benefits available that if you don't ask, they don't tell. In fact, recently I had a client who was not given a severance, but was given unpaid vacation. And when she asked if there were any severance or an opportunity to take advantage of the up to $5,000 for an annual stipend towards education. They had three months notice to find another job. She actually was able to get that benefit and she got a small sum and was told to keep it confidential. So ask before you leave. You don't know what types of benefits they may have that again, they don't want to sell that may be possible, especially if you're some 
somebody in good standing with the organization. The final thing, and I mentioned it before, is of course, getting references. One thing that one of my clients didn't anticipate was she had a decent relationship with her direct report manager and even her one-up manager. But when she was terminated from her position due to a layoff, there's a lot of legal jargon that is shoved down the throats of leadership. I have been in that position where I've had to lay off people or people on my team were part of a layoff. And I've also been in human resource functions and training functions where that was also the case. And we had to train people on how to compliantly talk to their employees. And once in my career, I heard what this client heard, which was, in fact, once the building doors had been locked behind them and the last day had come and gone, they were not to converse nor contact anybody who had been laid off unless it was like a family member. She certainly was not. So when she went to ask for a reference after the fact, he said, I'm sorry, I've been asked not to converse with you and I can't offer that. So again, the three things to ask for are the layoff letter, any outstanding benefits that you may be eligible for that they may not have spoken to and references. At T plus, that wave starts to rush over you. I talked about the stages of mourning and they tend to fluctuate throughout a layoff. It starts It starts to sink in that there are people that were left behind that are still going back to the same place of business and you're not there anymore. And believe me, they probably feel your loss as well, but you don't have that sense of purpose anymore. You don't have that sense of value that you're bringing something to the table and frankly, bringing something home financially. So you start to mourn the job. You start to resent others. And there is this very real feeling of abandonment almost. Once you exit, that panic mode and this new normal starts to wash over you, I would advise you to be thankful for this opportunity because for whatever reason, you've been given a great gift although it doesn't feel that way, to start your career in a position that if you take advantage of this opportunity may put you in a better place than you were. I've had numerous clients that were looking to get out or possibly get promoted. And if I don't get promoted, I'm going to leave. And so they get laid off. And now suddenly they've got no strategy. You just told me you were going to leave if you didn't get a promotion. You got laid off, didn't get that promotion. Where's the strategy? Where's the hunger? Where's the different feeling, isn't it, when you get laid off? So I remind people, figure out what you know and you do well, what you're good at and what you enjoy doing, and figure out what direction you want to start to go in. It may be time to consider at that point hiring or at least interviewing a few coaches and determining if that's an investment you want to make. And I would wait a couple of weeks of unemployment, let it kick in if you can afford it, and really research the coaches before you hire one or a recruiter before you hire one. Coaching is like a GPS. So during this time, coaches want to get you from point A to point B, but they have to understand how you got to point A first. And really any journey starts somewhere. So where you're starting from and how you got there, that is why the morning is important. 
because you've worked hard. You've done great things in your career. You've got a great deal of experience under your belt, a great education probably. And when you don't take stock of those things and you let all these things fester, unfortunately, that becomes baggage that I mentioned earlier you could be bringing into an organization. So don't go down that road as best you can and a coach can help you. When we have the job, we dream of something better. And when we don't, we can't see the forest through the trees. Like I was just saying about clients. Indeed.com has a wealth of career finder assessments. One valuable reason to hire a coach is the visioning exercises that you can do with clients. And there's some of my favorite sessions with my clients. We do a myriad of different visioning exercises. It involves virtual vision boards where you use a whiteboard on MS Teams. And I assure you, this is not an art project. This is a really introspective discussion where we put things on paper. Why do we do that? Because studies show that people put things to memory and commit to doing them a lot more effectively if they write them down, if there's a visual component to it, just saying it, it doesn't make as much of an impact. But walking away with something in hand that you're shooting towards, that's why vision boards are so powerful. They have whiteboard functions on every virtual platform, MS Teams, PowerPoint, you could use just share a slide on a Zoom or a WebEx and start with four quadrants. I don't call it a whiteboard, I call it a Y board, W-H-Y, that's dedicated to Simon Sinek. Why boards are separated into four quadrants. So you put a big plus sign down the middle and you have four quadrants. In the upper left, it's why you smile. In the upper right, it's why you worked. In the lower left, it's why you lived. And in the lower right, it's why you played. This is a vision board into your last day of your last job. So your moment of retirement. When you look back on your career, you put why you smiled, why you worked, why you lived, and why you played. And at this point in your career, where you're simply a pivot point, you want to move everything up into the right. That up into the right quadrant, which is why you worked, is the most important thing for you to build right now. Because right now, you're feeling kind of like, I worked my butt off and I got nothing to show for it. I got three weeks severance if I'm lucky, maybe six months, maybe some benefits. I need a job and I don't know what to do next. The power of the look back as if you're retiring is transformational because studies show and science has proven that the synapses in your head called the reticular activating system or the RAS, look it up. It can be programmed in our minds to believe and make better choices towards those visions and towards manifestation if we visualize it first. So what goes in that why you worked quadrant are all the things that you are going to do in your next job. Hang this in a place you see every day. Mine is between my bedroom and on the way to my bathroom. It's the first thing I see every morning when I wake up. And it's the last thing I walk past at the end of the day. And I look to see how much closer I am to those visions. I even saved it on my phone so that when I travel, it's a habit. I look at it every morning and every night. It took practice, but it works. And I have started to attain those things because I'm moving things up and to the right. Think about it. Anything. 
in your life that you have, whether it's your house, your car, your family, your spouse, possessions, any accolades you've ever achieved in your life, it's because you've worked towards that vision. I'm going to get that house. I see myself living in that house. I see myself moving to that apartment. I see myself driving that car. Everything came from a vision. And Mel Robbins, who I absolutely adore, talks about this a lot in her motivational discussions. So absolutely try to do that first. Do a visioning exercise with or without a coach. It is powerful and it works. At about two to three weeks post the layoff, that's a good time to do it. The next stage is going from visualizing to verbalizing. And this is what my mother used to call address your best. <laughs> LinkedIn, networking, handing out business cards. And a lot of people would say, print out personal business cards. Really simple business cards will cost you about 20 bucks. You can do it. This is another great thing I work on with clients, and it allows me to actually coach them on their story. It's almost like playing Mad Libs, except with a serious undertone, we build a 30-second elevator speech and a long message for more candid discussions like job interviews. And what it is, is you take what's on that vision board and you weave a narrative together that's woven around every conversation you have. You don't want to sound like a broken record with your spouse and your friends, but they're a good sounding board to practice the narrative with if you don't hire a coach. If you want to be traditional, you can print out the business cards with your name on it and your address and all of that stuff. And on the back of it, I ask you to get creative and come up with a one sentence catchphrase. I always tell people, when you introduce yourself to a stranger, lead with what you do, then who you are, and then what is your mission? For me, my story sounds something like, I am a career empowerment coach. Nice to meet you. My name is Andrea Pagnosi, and I'm fiercely dedicated to getting people from where they are professionally to where they ought to be successfully. Saying something that succinct over and over and over again until you're blue in the face and it becomes a mantra and it doesn't sound canned is important because it tells a story. This is what I do. This is who I am. And this is what I stand for. It begs the question, who is this person? I want to get to know them better. They seem to have a really good way about them. They know exactly what they stand for and what they bring to the table. It invites people into your conversation. In order to do that, the next next piece of advice I would give you in the wake of a layoff is when it's time and you've got that narrative down, be visible in places where you want to be and be with people who you want to be with. So in other words, if you want to be in a certain type of industry, find out where those industries have job fairs. They're starting to happen again. Some of them are still virtual, but find out where there are forums online. LinkedIn is a great resource. Other great resources are any of those hiring websites, indeed.com, monster.com. And it may have been a while since you went by your old alma mater, but now would be a great time to do that and go to alumni relations and see if they help their alumnus focus on finding new jobs when they've been laid off. Many, many universities and colleges in the Boston area where I live have those opportunities. You definitely 
definitely want to be visible in places where you want to be with people you want to be with and build your network. Yeah, I saw that you were connected to this person. Can you send them my resume? Can you send an email to me and to them as an intro? Can you open a door for me? Now's the time to lean on your network, your friends, your colleagues, people who've given you references. Have people put on your LinkedIn profile testimonials about working with you. That is another door opener, but be visible, be out there, be present and be positive with that positive message. You've got to employ to be employed. One more time. You've got to employ to get employed. Recruiters, copywriters who do resume writing, resume specialists, career coaches, networks should work for you. So you need to employ your network and arm them with that elevator speech. I have literally heard friends of mine say to me, you're going to expect a call from this person or that. I told them that you're the guru getting people to pivot in their careers to a better place. Now, it's not really what I said. Remember what I said, I help people get from where they are professionally to where they want to be successfully. It's not the same thing, but they got the gist of it. So if they're repeating it back to other people and they're opening doors for you, that's employing your network. Get your tribe, the people around you to work for you because you need them to right now. And now is the time to ask for help. And if you're one of those people like me that doesn't like to ask for help and doesn't like to accept it, tough beans. You're going to have to learn. That is something that I find was the biggest learning that came from being unemployed was the amount of leaning on other people that I had to learn to do. It is so outside my comfort zone, but I will tell you in later years when I needed people most, getting through rough times, it was a lot easier to ask for help when I had gone through a layoff. I learned the power of the people. It's like any other transition in your life. When somebody has left, there's divorce, lost a loved one in general. I've seen all of these things happen with people around me. And it's disturbing how many people have said to me in those situations, clients, friends, family members, the whole mind. They'll sit and they'll say to me, Andrea, this was shocking, but I've really realized through this experience who my real friends are. And it's horrible to hear them have to say that. But you really do understand when you go through a traumatic experience, people show their true colors in situations that they can't handle. So employ the people, let me be more specific, that you know will be in your corner and can help you and lean on them. It's important. As you do that, as you really lean on people, be sparing with your network. I'm not saying cast your net far and wide. I, we've had a lot of people on our show since the beginning of the year that have said quite the opposite is, is true. So I want to echo, optimize your job search, really narrow down and get as finite as possible because when you cast your net far and wide, it exhausts you in an interview series. Conversely, don't make it so narrow that it eliminates your possibilities to grow and 
pigeonholes you. So you need to find a balance and you need to get it down to a science. We're not spending 12 hours a day. And I've heard that from some of my clients on job search engines. That's just not best use of your time. And it's just not optimal. You need to really think about what this next step means for you. And that's why that visioning set charts the course so well. Why I don't want you spending 12 hours in front of a computer screen looking for a job is not just because it's bad for your eyes, your posture, and just your psyche. It's time to work on yourself when you've been laid off, whether it's exercise, whether it's taking classes, whether it's investing in a coach, whether it's just taking some time off to travel or take a day to hike, it doesn't have to be financially strapping, but you do need to invest in that time to, as I said before, heal, feel in order to heal. You have to do that. I've said it three times now. This is something that will crop up in waves where you suddenly the feeling of failure will wash over you. Don't dive into that. Having a good headspace means meditating if it works for you, taking time to read that book that you've been wanting to and didn't have time to, spend more time with your family, spend quality time with the people that you love and care for that maybe have been getting the shaft from you because you just worked too many hours and were too burnt out. Take the time, especially if you're burnt out, to really invest in you. Really invest in you and unpack your baggage before you bring it with you because that is something that a lot of people do. And unfortunately, it's not gonna put you in any better place to do that. So what I tell my clients is please, For the love of God, leave your baggage at the door. Let's work through some of those things. Let's work through the feelings that you're feeling. And let's talk about steps forward. Losing a job can mean so many things. Freedom from oppression and a job you hated. It can mean actually making more money because you're able to diversify, maybe go 1099 in certain industries and there are tax breaks that can help you there. I've seen a ton of people end up getting promoted and I've seen a number of people be empowered by the fact that they no longer are in situations that have been the same forever and they're not learning any. So they're actually stretching themselves and taking risks that they never thought they would take before. Part of that comes from a healthy psyche. Part of it comes from a healthy mindset. And remember when we started out our journey 20 weeks ago, we talked about starting the year with an abundance mindset. So if you have not heard it yet, and you're somebody that chose to listen to this, listen to the first episode in this podcast in the way that I ask people to approach the year. It's a perfect setup for the next podcast episode for you to listen to because it is that abundance mindset that is going to bring abundance to you. So I urge you to do that for yourself and for your path forward. We'll continue to help forging that path forward for you, but I had to take this time to talk about what I fear some companies are going to start doing, which is to start laying people off and people are going to need help to rebuild so that they can reemerge with a better mindset. And 
I'll just recap real quickly the steps that we talked about today, because I think they're important and we gave you a lot today to consider. The first thing is feel before you heal. Talk about it as you wish, but don't ask for advice right out of the gate. Ask three things from your employer that involve getting a layoff letter, uncovering any unspoken benefits that might be available to you, and for sure, any references. Mourn the job as those waves wash over you. Exit panic, panic mode as quickly as you can and take stock of the gift you've been given. Think about some of the things you want to do for you over the course of your unemployment. Coach, maybe you want to go back to school. Maybe you want to take a course. Maybe you just want to travel. Maybe you want to spend more time with friends. Whatever you do, don't go into panic and crisis mode right out of the gate. Figure out first, where are you starting from? And figure out where you want to get to. And in doing that, build one of those why vision boards. The why board is so important because it shows you when you look back on your career, what was most important. And this is not going to be what was most important, this layoff. It could be, depends on how you look at it, because it could end you up in one of the best roles you've ever had. You just need to envision it. And when you do go from visualize to verbalize, get your people to talk about you in a favorable way, anywhere they can to position you for next opportunities. Be visible in places where you want to be and with people you want to be with. Employ to get employed with those people, recruiters, copywriters, resume specialists, coaches, whomever you work with, as well as your network. Optimize your job search down to the finite level, invest time in yourself, and unpack your baggage before you bring it in the door with you. Sage advice. I can't take credit for all of it, but I can tell you it is what I've learned as a coach works the best and works to your advantage. So I'm sorry if you're listening to this because you've gotten laid off or because you fear it's about to happen. But I will tell you this, there is a better opportunity out there for you. And there's a lot of people, career coaches, myself included, who are happy to help you. So reach out ask for help. That's probably the most important thing I said during this podcast, and I hope you can do it. We will be here for you each and every week this year with more and more information, great experts talking to us, getting really in the weeds about great interview techniques, abundance mindset, just incredible gifts that we can give you to put you in a better light for that next best opportunity. We appreciate you listening tonight. We'll hope you'll be back here next week. We will be. Same time, same place, more power.